This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, the line from Luke's Gospel for today is one of my favorites in the New Testament. In fact, it provided the inspiration for the name of this show, The Word on Fire. Listen. I have come to cast fire upon the earth. How I wish it were already kindled. And there's the Lord Jesus speaking. I've come to cast fire upon the earth. This line tells us so much about Jesus and about his mission. You know, especially since the Vatican Council, there's been a tendency in Catholic circles to underplay the fiercer, more challenging aspects of the biblical revelation. The God who is, without exception, kind, gentle, inclusive, and compassionate is brought forward for our consideration. But, friends, whether we like it or not, whether it fits into our present sensibilities or not, this is not to be true to the whole of the biblical witness. The biblical God of both Testaments, by the way, is indeed kind, gentle, compassionate, and also fierce, demanding, frightening, and judgmental. Oh, that last word, I know, in our culture, that's the one vice that we just think is unacceptable. We let people do almost anything. It's up to you. You decide what you want to do. But the one thing you can't be is judgmental. Well, that might be true of our culture. It ain't true of the Bible. God is extremely judgmental. The statement of Jesus that we have in the Gospel for today is indeed frightening. It does indeed incarnate something of this judgmentalism of God. The Greek word used here for to cast is the word balain. It means to throw. What he says is, I've come to throw fire on the earth. You see, he's not here to light a gentle, warm, cozy fire in the fireplace. Uh-uh. He's throwing fire down. Much like the God who in the Old Testament destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, the God who threw fire to consume the enemies of Elijah, Jesus here, incarnating Yahweh, is incarnating just this fierce, frightening side of the Lord. Now, is this too quick an interpretation? Well, look at what follows. Listen. Do you think I've come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided. Three against two, and two against three. That's Jesus talking. That's the one who's come to throw fire on the earth. Well, well heck, I, I don't get it. I thought he was the Prince of Peace. 
Isn't that what the angel said on Christmas morning? He's the Prince of Peace. Well, here he is bringing not peace, but a sword. I've come for division and dividing even households, dividing families. Okay, so what gives? How can we make sense of all of this data? You see what I'm driving at? How can we make sense of the fact that the Bible witnesses to all these different dimensions of who God is? How do we link together the harsh and dreadful images with the meek and mild ones? Let me suggest something to you. To resolve this dilemma, we must always ask what God's love looks like in the context of a world gone wrong. Let me say it again. It's an interpretive principle. We must always ask what God's love looks like in the context of a world gone wrong. See, love is what God is, period. End of argument. That's all God is, straight through. He is love. He never changes. But, but, that love is perceived by us in the context of a fallen world and perceived by our fallen minds. Here's a principle that Thomas Aquinas adapted from Aristotle. It's a very helpful principle. Aquinas said, Whatever is received is received according to the mode of the recipient. I know that sounds rather abstract. It really isn't. Whatever is received, it's taken in, is taken in according to the capacity and mode of the recipient. I mean, I could recite Shakespeare to a three-year-old. He's not going to take any of it in. I, I could be the best Shakespeare reciter in the world, but it's not going to be received by the three-year-old because he's, he's not capable of it. He'll receive it simply as a as gobbledygook. If I'm teaching high mathematics to someone who has no background, well, it just won't be received. It'll be received as just so much nonsense. The sun is always the same. It's just shining brightly. When there are no clouds, we see it as it is. We see it in its full glory. But now you go out on a really overcast day. Thick clouds fill the sky. What does the sun look like? Well, it looks altogether different. It's this kind of, kind of gloomy, distant light. God's love is always the same, unchanging, but, listen, it breaks into our consciousness according to the mode of the recipient. It breaks into a world that's covered by the clouds of sin. And therefore, it will sometimes appear as fierce, as judgmental, as harsh, as demanding. Let me give you another image. It's always kind of helped me. When you're in a grouchy mood, who is the most obnoxious person to have around? Not a fellow grouch. I mean, misery loves company. The most obnoxious person to have around when you're in a grouchy mood is someone in a good mood, someone full of sunshine and light and good cheer. That's the person you find obnoxious. Is the person, in fact, objectively obnoxious? No. The person's just full of sunshine and good cheer. But you receive that person according to the mode of the recipient. You receive that person probably as annoying. 
Suppose you've been stuck in the depths of a cave for a couple of weeks. In the absolute blackness of a cave. What's your greatest enemy upon being rescued? The light. The light. Well, it's just the light being itself, being beautiful and pure and illuminating. But to you, who've been stuck in the cave, the light will appear as torture. Whatever is received is received according to the mode of the recipient. Here's the last image. I've been playing a lot of golf this summer, so golf's on my mind. You've been swinging a golf club incorrectly for many years. What's really painful to you? Not someone that says, hey, you're, you're looking good, swinging, swinging good. No, no, when a good teacher comes along and says, no, no, your, your feet are all improperly aligned, your shoulders aren't right, you're not turning your hips and shoulders enough, you're all off kilter. What's he doing? Trying to hurt you? No, no. He's just doing what he's supposed to do. He's a golf teacher. Telling you the truth. How will it be received by you, a bad golf swinger? It'll be received as something obnoxious, unpleasant. Friends, the world on the biblical reading is a dysfunctional family. That's the best image, I think, on our terms. It's a dysfunctional family. G.K. Chesterton said, we're all in the same boat and we're all seasick. This is the doctrine of original sin, by the way. Therefore, when Jesus comes, he necessarily comes as a troublemaker, as an interrupter, as a breaker of the peace. You see, I'm driving it here. Is there a kind of phony peace that obtains in the dysfunctional family? Sure, it finds a way to get along. Is it authentic peace? No. What does it need? It needs someone to come into that phony peace and break it up. Now we see Jesus saying, you think I've come for peace, I've come for the sword. I've come for division. Because he gets his kicks out of seeing us suffer? No, because he comes as God's own order. And it will be received according to the mode of the recipient. It will be received as judgment, as fire. Now we begin to understand this language of setting three against two and two against three. You've got to break up the false order to create the new one. A good golf teacher has to dismantle a bad swing in order to put a good swing in your body. You see, I'm driving it. He's got to break something down. And trust me, golfers know what I'm talking about. How painful that is and how his words will probably strike you as judgmental. I've come to light a fire in you. I've come to, to burn something away so I can build up something new. This is Jesus now casting his consuming fire on the earth. Again, not because he gets his, his jollies out of making us suffer. He wants to burn away all in us that's opposed to God's desire for us. He's got to clear the ground, and this is painful. And therefore we can see, and this is really the point of my homily today, therefore we can see there is no contradiction between God's gentleness and God's fierceness. There's no contradiction between the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New. There's no contradiction between the God who is 
gentle and kind and the God who's fierce and demanding. Whatever is received is received according to the mode of the recipient. If you're in a good spiritual space, how will God's love break into your life? Ah, as something gentle and kind and pleasant. You're off kilter to varying degrees. You're stuck in your sin and dysfunction. How will God's love be perceived? Trust me, as judging fire. Just a quick look as I close at our second reading, taken also from the letter to the Hebrews. I spoke on that last week. Listen. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden of sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. That's a terrific little summary statement of the spiritual life. Let us rid ourselves of every burden of sin that clings to us. If someone's preparing for a race, a marathon runner or a sprinter, what does he have to do? He's got to get rid of those things in him that are keeping him from running smoothly and swiftly. He's got to lose weight. He's got to change his form. He's got to adjust his style. Get rid of certain things. Secondly, he's got to have a very clear sense of the goal. So in the spiritual life. I've come to cast fire on the earth because I want to burn away in you all that's keeping you from me, says Christ. I want to burn away sin and dysfunction, disorder in you. And I want you now to keep your eyes fixed on me. And with those sins burned away, having rid yourself of the burden of sin, now you can run. With your eyes fixed on Christ, now you can run. This is precisely the spiritual life lived under the aegis of Christ who reigns fire on the earth. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Four years in the making, and it's finally here. Our new Catholicism documentary series, book, and study program are now available to order online at catholicismseries.com. Will you help me introduce this epic film series to your parish, school, family, and friends? Catholicism is an unprecedented adventure around the world and deep into the faith. Learn more at catholicismseries.com or call 1-866-928-1237. That's 1-866-928-1237.